Hey, rolling. All right, do I have to do the voice? The voice. It's the out of the main game show. No, we're not no, doing, we're not a doing a full game show. out no, of the no, main no. game show. But this is kind of a uh, lighthearted fair for this week. Yeah, it's kind of an analysis at the same time. True, yes. Far be it for us to have any fun without analysis. Right, right. Yes. Even our analyses are fun. Yes, and even our fun has, has analysis. analysis. Yeah. So um, we're here to somewhat uh, lampoon and uh, bemoan the algorithms that run Spotify and the rest of our lives. Well, that's part of what you kind of alluded to that last week, that you have beefs with them. My, uh, What's interesting about this is that the way Spotify, I think it gives a little bit of insight into how Spotify prioritizes songs. Because um, we're gonna we're talking about the songs that we're gonna get to the um, take, trying to guess the top song of a particular artist on Spotify, and by saying that it's the song that's listed number one, not necessarily their most spins, and that's where the difference comes in because if a song gets recent popularity and has a lot of momentum, it can show up number one on an artist's list, but not necessarily be their most spun song on Spotify. And so I think all of that goes into the just the way Spotify thinks about its algorithm. Yes. And it's, I often wonder if there's hijinks at play as well, which we'll get into. I'm sure there is. So, yeah. like, all right, let me just shake my fist at the cloud for a okay. while. Um, part of my issue with algorithms in general is that I, I, on the one hand, I, I appreciate that they're trying to figure out what my preferences are, and they're trying to serve up content that they think I'm going to like. Mm-hmm. But there's certain situations where I just want it to be random. like, And I want it to be completely randomized. So when I go to my Yacht Rock playlist, for example, and I have, I think, 715 songs on that playlist now, I want to hear just whatever's random. Equal. Equally random. Yeah. I swear to God, every time I play that within the first five songs, I hear Magic by Olivia Newton-John. Yeah, so and I'm, I'm to the point where I'm skipping it, and I might have to take it out of the list. It's tilting the results. I've noticed that that there are certain things that I have in my list that, for whatever reason, play a lot more than others. Yeah, and there's um, also recency bias. So if I add yes. a new song, like or a new like the the week that I entered um, all of Chris Christian's album onto my playlist, so for the next like three months, I would say every fifth or sixth song was a Chris Christian mm-hmm. song. Now mm-hmm. that's not random. So that's my beef, and you know it applies to Facebook, where you're only seeing the content that Facebook yeah. thinks you want to see. It's just aggravating. You know, would it be that hard for there to be a setting that allows you to even a sliding scale to say, you know, play the more popular stuff or play deeper cuts? Yeah, or 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 like you say, a switch to say completely randomize it. But obviously, they are tilting it towards the songs that have already been deemed hits, They already have a bunch of spins. And if you go into this list and put it on a shuffle, you want to hear some of the deep cuts. I'll give you another example. Is Last year when we went on vacation and um, you know we had several days that were just beach days where we just went to the beach and sat and uh, I put together some Spotify lists and I decided to go with like you're saying, some of the more random things. So I found, you know, the the made for you lists, and one was the '70s mix. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're 50 songs long, and then there was an '80s mix, and that was another 50 songs long. So on say Monday we go and I play the '70s mix, and it, it's a nice mix. I'm enjoying it, right? So we go the next day. And I turn on the 70s mix and it updates. I can see when I open it that it kind of quick shuffles and updates and it changes. But out of the 50 songs, 40 of them are the same ones that were in there yesterday. Hmm. 
that just doesn't change enough. It's like, yeah. why why would it not be 50 completely different songs? And we're talking the 1970s as, an, as a decade. Granted, it's building it on the stuff I have saved or the stuff I've liked or stuff I've listened to. Yep. But even within that, the idea that it would only change 10 songs out of a 50-song list yeah. day over day. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, again, what uh, was it going back to Chris Christian? Didn't he say, who told us uh, people don't know what they like, they like what they know? That was a quote from Tom Dowd, the producer, yeah. Yeah, and so you feel like the, the stuff that ruined radio and record labels is happening with these algorithms, and that just... I don't know. It sours me as an old man, and people are always on my lawn and stuff. But um, your lawn looks great, by the way. Thank you, thank yeah. you. I take great pride in it. Um, last thing on that, when I mentioned hijinks, so is it so far out of the realm of possibility that if they are able to engineer algorithms to do certain things that they want it to do, that they would create access to that as being for sale? And are the labels correct going in there and saying, "Hey, Olivia Newton-John's our artist," you know? We're making all kinds of money off her, put magic in or whatever. So I'm sure there's some of that going on. What has become the new payola? Yeah. I remember uh, this probably several summers ago and somebody, one of the hip hop artists might have been Drake or somebody uh, or whatever, whoever it was, released an album. And coincidentally, on the front page of Spotify where it has all the playlists that are popular music you know summer hits uh, r&b flavor uh smooth uh, soul every single one of them had his song first <laughs> all of them it didn't matter what the category was drake was number one oh. so clearly that spot was bought and paid for so this idea that spotify presented an opportunity for unknown and lesser known artists to get their music out to the world without having to go through the key master of a record label and a promoter and all that stuff is true, but the, it's just changed who the keymaster is. Now exactly. the keymaster are the people that are dialing up these algorithms or paying for all these banners that eventually pushes everything else down again. Yep, yep. And remember, I was sending you screenshots of my for you uh, suggestion from Spotify for Yacht Rock and who the artists were. And one day it was Kenny Loggins, Tears for Fears. And uh, uh, Ariel Speedwagon or something. The next day it was Kenny Loggins again, um, Journey, yeah, and Prince, and Prince, yeah. Oh my God, <laughs> what is going on? Right. Which all of this? So there's the analysis. Uh, if you fast forwarded to now, you are perfect timing because we're going to get on to the fun part, right? Which you came up with this idea because this is like you look at these lists sometimes and you're like, huh? So what what are we doing here today? As I said, we're just going to kind of, I'm going to pick an artist and you got to guess what their top song on Spotify is. See if you can figure it out. Because it's not as obvious as you think it would be all the time. Because it isn't always their most popular song. Other factors can be at play. All right. So can people play along at home? Yes. I would say get your three by five cards ready and your, uh, your crayons or whatever you use to write with. And see if you can guess. The thing about three by five cards is like those game shows, because then you'd have to have like a little slot next to yes. you. After you write your answer, you put it in the slot, and a <laughs> bell goes ding, and it proves that your answer's locked, True. and the judges are, have a chance to review it. And the cards should be powder blue, correct? Oh, Typically, yeah. they're yeah. powder blue. Yes. Okay, <laughs> good. All right. Well, are you going to quiz me first, and then I'll go. I'll quiz you. All right. Yeah, all right. Let's see. I'm going to go right to the right to the core of Yacht Rock and see if you can guess what is the number one, according to Spotify, song by Steely Dan. Oh, I was going to ask you this. I know. Uh, um, because, so I, th- I put some thought into it because I was going to 
for all of these, I'm like, what would I guess for this? And so I already thought about it. This is could be way off. Uh, reeling in the years. That's correct. Oh, nice. And I wish I had a score, by the way. Now that I'm winning, I think we should score. <laughs> and it's the most spun. But interestingly, the first three songs are all from that first album. Reeling in the Years, Do It Again, and Dirty Work are their top three, followed by Ricky Don't Lose That Number and then Peg. Huh. Wow. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, well, I'm, I'm sort of doing the same thing. Okay. Uh, sort of the heart of Yacht Rock. Uh, I'm going to ask you about the Doobie Brothers. Number hmm. one. My initial gut tells me it's one of the earlier ones, and I want to say either China Grove or Black Water. I'm going to go China Grove. Mm. China Grove is number four. Ooh. So for this artist, it is in order of spins. So, so there yeah, must be no okay. pale that, that anyone cares about Doobie Brothers. Uh, it's listen to the music. Wow. Okay. 390 million spins. And China grows at 116. Just Any Yachty in that top five? Well, top five, well, yeah. Number three is What a Fool Believes. I believe that song is certified. I think so. Yep. I think it just got in. Yeah, at number one. <laughs> uh, two is Long Trade and Running, and five is Blackwater. So wow. we kind of had it. So four out of the five are oldies. Yep, pretty much. Yep. Okay. Good job, Yacht Rock listeners, getting uh, What a Fool Believes up there. 194 million spins. All right, who do you got now? All right, let's go off the map here. All right. And see what you're... Not completely off the map. We're going to go into the Nyadi area. Mm-hmm. One of the banes of Yacht Rocker's existence. And see if you can guess what the number one Fleetwood Mac song is. This shouldn't be too hard. Mm, God. This week, like right now, it's probably everywhere. But um, I know. Everywhere is getting played nonstop on that car commercial, which I've totally blacked out. Not because it's Nyat. I do like it everywhere. I'm gonna go with three. Is it dreams? Dreams is one of the few songs that is in the uh, billion spin club. So wow. yes, dreams is number one. Everywhere is up to number three though. So here's where that that's a perfect example. So dreams is over a billion. Then the chain. 750 million. Um, If you go down to number five, that's Go Your Own Way at 693 million, but everywhere is above it at number three, 570 million spins. So it's up there because of its current trajectory, higher than Go Your Own Way, even though it has 120 million less spins. And or is GM or whoever the car company is uh, performing hijinks. That's true. Hijinks Hijinks. is a possibility. Where did that cloud go? Rounding out the top five landslide at number four. Okay, I'm glad I didn't think of Landslide or what was number two, because I would have guessed that too. The Chain? The Chain, yeah. Mm. I would have guessed one of those. All right, well, I'm sticking within uh, Yacht Rock uh, royalty here. Okay. Only because we recently interviewed him and we talked about how crazily diverse his catalog is. What do you have for Kenny Loggins at number one? I had a feeling you might ask me that one, and this kind of asks the same question. Does the trajectory, the current trajectory of Danger Zone, put it at number one over what I think might be his most spun tune, which would be Footloose. I, I'm I'm going to go with Footloose and stay, say that's still number one. Now, the answer to your question was yes and yes.
Danger Zone is currently at number one with 350 million spins, while Footloose at number two has 639 million spins. What's the other three in the five, top five? Uh, meet Me Halfway. Wow. Yep. Whenever I Call You Friend. Okay. And then, but way down at 30. So it goes from number two is 639 million. Number three has only 35 million spins, and that's Playing With The Boys from Top Gun. Wow. So just on the energy of people spinning that soundtrack. I guess. There goes the recency bias thing again, though. Wow. Okay. I, I got to well, believe that he has other songs that are in the hundreds of millions, too. Because we have, where is um, I'm All Right, for example? Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Well, we're both looking on phones and tablets, uh, so we're only seeing the top five. On on the uh, desktop, on your computer, you'd be able to see top ten. Yep. Okay. But we're only looking at top five. Yep. All right. Next, sir. All right. Let's see. I mean, take a look at my list and see what I can trip you up with. That's not fair. Uh, I think this is an interesting one. Era appropriate, not Yachty. But um, what do you think might be number one from Chicago? Oh, I had them on my There's list. A wide range there. Yeah. Um, because I had them on my list, I've already given it some thought. Uh-oh. See, I didn't look any of these up that I put on my list. Neither did I. I okay. haven't looked at any of them. Um I'm going with uh, I'm going with the Foster era. I know that, and I'm going with a ballad. Um, what did Bill Chamble call it? Sorry to say, I'm hard. No, um, <laughs> it's either that I'm trying to go between hard to say, I'm sorry, hard habit to break, or you're the inspiration. Those are the three power ballads, and I think, jeez, uh, mm. let's go with uh, hard habit to break. No, uh, you are on the right track. Here's this one's a little bit tricky because the number one listed right now is "If You Leave Me Now," which is what my guess was going to be. Okay, but if you dig into it a little bit, number two is "You're the Inspiration," um, but they've got two listings for "Hard to Say I'm Sorry" because there's the single version and then there's the version that continues on to that extended thing. Yes, yeah. Uh, and so if you add those two together, considering that one song, you're at over 370 million spins, and that would put it number one. Aha. So we would say hard to say I'm sorry would be number one. And then at number five is uh, 25 or 6 to 4. Okay. Yeah, I debated going with that one. Even Saturday in the Park was kind of in my realm of possibility. Yeah, so hard to say I'm sorry is taking up two spots in that top five. And there's another Spotify beef I have is when you're looking for a song and you do a search and you're like, yep, that's the one I want to add to my playlist. And you go listen to your playlist and it's either like a 30 year later re-record yeah. or it's the 12 minute album version <laughs> that you didn't want. Or the bad single edit. Yep. Yeah. That's from uh, a compilation. Mm -hmm. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, okay. Speaking we of Baines, did we? Are we, are we speaking of Baines? Let's speak of Baines. Um, from the beginning, you've had trouble like considering these guys yacht rock. Um, so 
diverse, long career. What do you think about Hall and Oates? Mm. Number one for Hall and Oates. I have them on my list to ask you. I am going to. Ooh, that's a tough one. I think I'm going to go Sarah Smile. Mm-hmm. That's number four. Oh, distant four. Um, number one is uh, you make my dream come true. Make my dream really? Come true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, well. Seven hundred and six million spins, hmm. but here's where it gets interesting. Number two and three are flip flopped from a spin perspective. Number two, three hundred eighty five million spins with Man Eater. Wow. Rich Girl has more spins, but it's number three, three hundred ninety four million. So, hmm. but yeah, you make my dreams come true is like far and away way yeah. more spun than and I Sarah don't Smile. think that people immediately think of that as a huge Holland Oates song. I mean, it was a big hit and all that, but it's one of those that maybe didn't sort of last. And right, yeah. And even Maneater, as big as it was, I didn't think that really lasted. I would have guessed something like Out of Touch or Method of Modern Love, something from Big Bamboom would have been up But there, that doesn't but get wow. played now, though. Interesting, that stuff. I play it a ton, but I don't think yeah. people want to listen to that album now other than me. I do. Okay, other than us. Um, okay. Us. I was going to guess Maneater on that one, so I would have been wrong, too. No. All right. Um, let's go to some East Coast bias. All right, I thought see, we just were with Hall and Oates. Well, they are all the way to the coast. Oh, okay, yes, gotcha. we're gonna we're gonna keep going east. Uh, Billy Joel. Um, shoot, that's a good one. Um, the obvious to me would be Piano Man. Um, oh, yeah. that's that's not what I'm picking though. I'm just, as they say, talking out loud when they really mean thinking out loud. Um. Uh, <laughs> I'm tempted to go. Uh, all right, God, it's probably going to be Piano Man, but I'm going to guess just the way you are. Um, no, neither. Wow. No. Well, first of all, just the way you are is not in the top five, which is really surprising. Piano yeah. Man comes in at three. Again, here's when it surprises you because I don't even think it was the biggest hit off the album, and I don't think it had the longer longest uh, trajectory either. Uptown Girl. Boy, did that song wear me out. Oh, I loved it at first, and now I can't stand it. Years later. And then number two is Vienna, which wasn't even a single, to my knowledge. Piano Man, We Didn't Start the Fire, and She's Always a Woman. I swear I haven't heard She's Always a Woman (laughs) for 20 years. I know. I bet it's 40. But yeah, that's a a good tune, though. It's funny. Somebody posted Vienna in the Facebook group today. It's a good song. As a Yachty tune. I don't know how Yachty is. Well, let's listen to it. How Yachty is this? And the answer is not very. Not very. <laughs> but number two, that is? That is a number two. Oh, my God. That To me, that would be like a deep cut, yeah. sort of. It's 288 million plus spins. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to ask you an artist. Uh, let me see if it's counterintuitive first. I haven't looked at this artist yet. Um, it might be challenging, though, because every song this artist has is like a huge smash hit. All right, I'm going going with it. And I will give you bonus points if you could give me all five of the top five. The artist known as, at least you might know him as, Michael Jackson. Oh. Oh, my goodness. 
It's kind of tough, isn't it? Yeah. Number one. That's what I'm asking for. Billy Jean. Yes. And it's not close, but it doesn't have, it's not Billie Jean off Thriller. It's off the 20, again, going back yeah. to my thing, it's the 25th anniversary of. Which is Pro- a remaster or something. Yeah. yeah. So is it really number one? We don't know. But uh, two is Beat It. Uh, can you come up with three, four, and five real quick? I'll give uh, you the albums. Off the Wall. Rock and, With You? No. No. Uh, that, off that album is uh, The Wall. Is uh, Don't Stop Till You Get Enough. Okay. And off of, is it Bad? Yeah. You know, we talked about the song. Bad? It being bad. Smooth Criminal. Oh, oh okay. So that's got about 500 million. Let's just call it 500 million. Just above it at number three is a song that I don't even know. 51 million called Chicago? Hmm. Do you know that song? No. Is that like a, a rapper remix of, of some one of his vocal tracks? I wonder I if it's know. like one of those releases from the archives or something. But hmm. it's at, way up at number three. Again, I'm calling label shenanigans. 51 million, where the song below it has 488 <laughs> mil- million spins. Yeah. Come on. Right. All right. All right. I have one for you. This is an artist that has, I believe, one certified song. Um, so that connects it to the yacht. But is that song even in the top five? Let's find out. What do you think about Neil Diamond? Ooh. The certified song, I believe, is Heartlight. Correct. So I'm guessing it's not that. Um, Oh, it's got to be Sweet Caroline, which would not be my number one. Yeah, Sweet Caroline is indeed number one. It wouldn't be my number one either. Um, Not by a long shot. Then he's got uh, Forever in Blue Jeans, number two. A little surprising there. Cracklin' Rosie is three. I Am I Said is four. And an old, old song, Girl, You'll Be a Woman Soon, is number five. Love that tune. Yeah. That was in a movie. Was it Tarantino? Yeah, Pulp Fiction. Yeah. I found that tune by way of the cover uh, by Urge Overkill. Oh, I'm like, I know this song. I was like, oh, yeah, it's Neil Diamond. All right, let's see here. Well, um, this might be it. Here, I'm going to save this one. I have a bonus round question for you, so okay. I'm going to save that. Save that. This. So this is, uh, you're a student of this band. Who do you think uh, is number one for Little River Band? Um, well, Am I being fooled by the lens of Yacht Rock slash Neat Rock and say cool change? You are being fooled by the... Lens, but you were fooled the wrong way. Okay. Uh, far and away, number one is reminiscing. Ah. Eighty-six million spins. Uh, cool changes down at forty-four. Oh, okay. Uh, Lonesome Losers two at forty-six million. Lady thirty million, and help is on its way. Twenty-seven million. Ooh. Hmm. Hope is on its way. Kind of surprises me. Me being too. Up there. Definitely surprised me. All right, all right. Let's see. Look at my list and uh, see what. Well, here's one that you brought to the podcast many, many uh, moons ago, and I've made fun of you for it ever since. Oh, good. Uh, Always is a good opportunity to make fun of me. Yeah. So we're way off the map here. Um, <laughs> Duran Duran. Oh, 
yeah, that's off the map. How, how dare you bring them back into the <laughs> Yacht Rock podcast? Right. Um. <laughs> I it's it just seems so obvious. It's either got to be Rio or Hungry Like the Wolf. I'm going to go Hungry Like the Wolf. Here's a stupid reason because they play it around Halloween and it's October. <laughs> no, the answer is uh, not. Well, Hungry Like a Wolf actually has more spins than the number one song, but currently the number one song is Ordinary World. Really? Yeah, then Hungry Like the Wolf. What's the spin differential there? Uh, Ordinary World has um, just under 227 million, whereas Hungry Like the Wolf has 287 million. So it has 60 million more. Um, Surprised that's not higher, actually. Even number three surprises me. Come Undone is number three. What? Then Girls on Film, then Rio. Huh. Yeah. Rio's that low, huh? That's right. And I'm surprised Girls on Film's a little higher. They don't play that at Halloween, do they? I don't think so. All right. Well, here's an interesting one for you um, because I just looked it up real quick. And um, who do you got for number one? Christopher Cross. Boy. Uh, I'm going to go Arthur's theme on that. (laughs) You fell right into my trap. Ah! (laughs) Number one is Sailing. But it has fewer spins than Arthur's theme. Oh. Now, what's going on here? So, number one is sailing, 150 million spins. Maybe it's just been catching up recently, so it's surging more. Right. The Yacht Rock, then? Could be. But number two is also Yacht Rock. That's Arthur's theme is 153 million, call it. Hmm. Then Ride Like the Wind, All Right, and Think of Laura. Oh, Think of Laura made the top five. Yeah. Surprise. Huh. But yeah. Sailing was number one, which I thought for sure. Okay, well, that's obvious, but it does not have the most spins. Surprise, surprise. Let's see. Let's get a little bit of yacht connection here. Um, America? <laughs> that's on my list, <laughs> but I'm not going to go with that one. What, do, what about Lionel Richie? Ooh. Does any of his yachtier stuff make the grade here? Hmm. I'm going to go with my own recency bias. Because when we went and saw the Docksiders Yacht Rock Tribute Band the summer here in Detroit, um, this was never off my map, but their live rendition of it just put it right back into my wheelhouse. And I'm guessing other people be jamming on it because it's such a party anthem all night long. I wanted to go hello, by the way. I should just, I should hedge in case one of them's right, but I'm going with all night long. That would be correct. All Night Long is number one. Based on spins? Um, Based on yeah, total spins as well, yeah. So number two is Stuck on You. Uh, three is Endless Love, so that was Diana Ross. I can't believe Stuck on You's two. Yeah. Dancing on the Ceiling, number four, and Say You, Say Me in at number five. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Kind of an interesting mix there. Yep. All right. Well, I have one left, and then I have a bonus uh, right. bonus question for you based on the theme. So my last one I'm going to go with, um, is this Yacht or is it not? We will find out. What is the number one song on Spotify for Boz Skaggs? 
I'm going to say Lowdown. That's number two. Oh. Number one is... Lido Shuffle? Yes. Okay. Lido. So it goes Lito Shuffle, Lowdown, We're All Alone, off of that same album. Number five is also from that same album, What Can I Say? And number four is Sierra. Oh. But okay. again, number three has seven million, which is We're All Alone, seven million fewer spins than number four Sierra. Huh. Okay. All right. Sorry, you got one more for me? And then the bonus? Sure. Oh, no. This is the bonus round. This is the bonus round. Okay. Um, since I didn't know we were going to do a bonus round, I'm going to make one up on the fly. I didn't know either. So go for it. Um, who's number one song? I'm going to give you two artists. And you tell me who's number one song has more spins. Okay. You don't have to name the song. But you have to tell me who's number one has more spins. Does Toto's top song have more spins than Queen's top song? Well, we know Toto's top song is Africa because it, it passed the one billion spin mark uh, a few months ago. Which means I'm even gonna guess it's we are the champions. Um and I'm guessing Africa has more spins. So Toto's number one song is indeed Africa, almost one point three billion spins. Okay. Now Queen has multiple songs in the billion spin club. Did you know that? I think they have three. I would guess they are, we are the champions, we will rock you, and uh, another one bites the dust. I'll like, no, they actually have four ones. here. So, and how many did I say for Toto? One. No, how many? Uh, uh, 1.2 billion. Okay. Uh, Under Pressure is their number four song, and that's almost 1.2 billion. Then Don't Stop Me Now is 1.4 billion. Another one bites the dust at 1.4 billion, and at almost 2 billion spins is Bohemian Oh, Rhapsody. Rhapsody, of course. So Queen would be the answer to that okay. question. Well, I hope you didn't peek too closely at Toto's list because that's the subject of my okay. bonus round. I did not. I was going to establish that we all knew Africa was in the one billion spins uh, ca- uh, camp. Mm-hmm. Interesting where it falls from there then. Okay. I want to see, can you name what number two is and number three? Actually, can you name the top five? And I'll tell you right now, they're out of order in terms of spins. Okay. No, no, no. I take that back. They're out of order just from what I would have thought. So number two. Hold the line? Yes. Okay. Uh, 488 billion or million spins for that one. Number three. Rosanna? I would have thought for sure Rosanna would be number no? two. But it is well, it's number, number three. three. Okay. It is number three. I thought for sure it'd be number two. Okay. Number four. Is it going to be 99? Nope. Uh, wait, wait. Oh, okay. okay wait, well, say? my other one that I'd guess would be um, I Won't Hold You Back. Is that on the top five? Uh, no. Okay. It's close, though. It just in thematically. I'll Be Over You is All number right. four at 125 million. And your substitute for 99 could have easily been Georgie Porgy. That and was the other one I was going to th- say. That's at 48 million. I so. was hedging between 99 or Georgie Porgy. I'm no. shocked that Hold the Line has. More than twice the amount of spins as Rosanna. That's shocking. Yeah. Yacht shocker right there. Yacht shocker. Oh, that's a good segue into our lightning round. All right. Went from the bonus round to the lightning round there. Yep. All right. Well, here we are. 
I'm going to ask you if this song floats your boat. Uh, you said Yacht Shocker just a minute ago? I did. Remember we uh, did an episode on Yacht Shockers, mm-hmm. and we had Elton John right. doing something Yachty, which I believe is certified. It is. Now, what? how do you come down on Mama Can't Buy You Love? Baby, so they give you anything. Darling, all the joy money can bring. It feels more like um, Motown with a half tempo, half you know, half step or half uh, time shuffle. Yeah, that feels like to me. Yep. So not quite. Uh, but did you know Larry Carlton did a cover I for did not. whatever reason? Wow. Here's a little bit of that. All right. So, what have you got for Does It Float Your Boat? Does It Float Your Boat? Well, it's interesting you brought in a uh, yacht jazzy guy, because I have a yacht jazzy guy, sort of. Uh, are you familiar at all with Jeff Lorber? Yes. Okay. Um, and that re- super familiar, but I know um, when we spoke with uh, Steve, uh, John Zaka, that he has collaborated with Jeff Lorber. That's what kind of brought it to the at least top of mind. So this is from 1982. This does have vocals on it. So again, doing the Lee Rittenauer model, as we've called it, where you bring in um, vocalists and kind of create more pop tunes than actually jazz stuff. Uh, Nathan, the vocalist, his name is Greg Walker. I don't know much about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nathan East plays bass. Boy, his name's coming up a lot again. I know. Must be uh, Yachty. Paulino da Costa on percussion. Wow. Lorber's playing on this album. He uses a thing called the Moog Liberation. The Moog Liberation or Moog Liberation was an early version of the keytar. You know, the keytar, so the keyboard that you wear like a guitar. <laughs> and it's got a neck for doing controls and you play the keys. And, oh, yeah. Featured prominently in the Revenge of the Nerds movies. Yeah, and <laughs> on the cover of that uh, Greg Fillingane's album. Yes, right? exactly. Does keytar eliminate a song from becoming Yacht Rock? Well, kind let's of. find out. This is Jeff Lorber. It's a fact from 1982. It's a fact. I love you. Do I even need to ask if that sounds yachty to you? <laughs> Super yachty. Yeah. Wow. Very, it's very It's a cool yachty. one. Right? Yeah, it is. Um, I didn't know if I heard any keytar on that number. I don't know. It doesn't say song by song which one he used it on. But uh... All right. We're going to move on anyway to Buried Treasures. This is a Buried Little River Band cut. I've been holding it for a while. wasn't quite sure when the right time to use it. Um, but... We've had uh, a fair amount of talk about the Yacht Jesus thing lately, and they would dip into that every once in a while, in, at least thematically. And they have a great song from 1978. It's a deep cut off the Sleeper Catcher album, and it's all about what uh, they would call biblically the uh, Grand Commission, which basically means to go out and spread the news to everybody, to all the ends of the earth. And this is called Fall from Paradise. Huge harmonies in that one, man. Nice, 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 nice. All right. 
Cool. Do you have a buried treasure there? I do. Okay. Um, I'm going to... Uh, the Buried Treasure is by one of my favorite artists, Bill LeBounty. It's from that album, which I don't even know if we could consider a Buried Treasure anymore, but it's on the B-side and not a song that comes up a lot, although I'm sure you know it quite well. But this should be Yacht Rock. What I'm going to do is I'm going to do what Spotify does, and I'm going to start playing with the algorithm and seeing if I could make this unyachty and then make it yachty again. <laughs> so by default, it's yachty. Right, it's Bill Bounty. It's that album. It's got yeah. uh, Steve Gadd on drums. It's got uh, Bill Bounty playing uh, Fender Rhodes. Dean Parks on guitar. Uh, Lenny Caster on percussion. But what if I put in James Taylor as a buried treasure? Ooh, doing backup vocals. Nice. Now that makes it unyachty. It sort of. But yeah. then what if I throw in Jennifer Warren's? Now we're back. Yeah, <laughs> now we're back. So, <laughs> so the buried treasure is the fact that you've got Jennifer Warren's and James Taylor on a buried treasure by Bill Bounty. The song is called. Never gonna look back. I'm alright, I'm alright, I'm not in faith. Hold on tight, hold on tight, in me. From this night on, Lord, never gonna look back. I, I did not know. I, I got to start reading my liner notes a little more. Well, I always I heard that song a million times, and I was driving with my wife. I'm like, all right, look this up. That's got to be Who James Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it was James Taylor and Jennifer. Cool. Williams. So, all right. So that brings me to going off the map. Right. And let's see what I have for you today. All right. I am going to dig deep into the viewer mail archives. Listener Ann. She may have commented on Facebook or whatever, sent this to us a long, long time ago. I could never figure out a, a place to put it in our thematic episode. So today, uh, it just goes in the Spotify episode. Uh, are you familiar with uh, this song, Pour the Champagne by Jan Close and Karen Zoy? We got here, we got now, if you want me to stay. Kind of goes back to the original spirit of the uh, Off the Map, right? Where we thought maybe a song that definitely was not yachty, but could still kind of sit nice around some other yacht rock songs. Kind of like the Everything But the Girl stuff. Yeah. Uh, it just kind of has a nice feel to it. Like yeah. chill. There's sophistication there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Grown up chords. Mm-hmm. Very nice. So thank you, listener, and sorry for the delay, but that's a great tune. I've been loving that song ever since you sent it to me. Just haven't had a chance to bring it up here. All right. The last one. Sometimes when we go... Digging on these things. This is why, partly why it's so rewarding to do this, is that you start digging into things and you prepare for the show and you want to have something, you have a song and you want to talk about it. So you start clicking on the the names and looking up, okay, who's the songwriter on this? Do I know this person from somewhere? Blah, 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 all of that. Well, this was kind of a fun little discovery. So uh, I'm going to play a little bit of the song first and then I'll tell you what the discovery was. So way back when I had something that I said that I thought that Spyro Gyra's Morning Dance might be the yachtiest of all the instrumentals. And I'm going to retract that. Okay. Because uh, while I still think it has a nice place around Yacht Rock, it's not really yachty. Mm. But they also had a song called The Shaker Song. Oh, yeah. Which is on their first album, but was covered vocally with lyric, that means, Tom. Um, <laughs> oh, the lyrics part. Yes, yeah. by Manhattan Transfer in 1979, produced by Jay Graydon on the Extensions album, gonna hit a little of that right here he can shake the blues but you know he still can get confused it seems like such a waste because he can't shake it, shake it. 
I was looking up to see, because what was curious to me is that originally it was an instrumental and then lyrics on the Manhattan Transfer version. I'm always curious as to how do these lyrics come about? Are they, was the song originally written that way and then just performed as an instrumental? Or did somebody come along after the fact, take an instrumental and apply lyrics to like sort of uh, Al Jarreau did with Take Five? Uh-huh. So... I found that it had the same songwriters listed for both the Manhattan Transfer version and the Spyrogyra version, which was kind of hmm. yeah. I would expect to see an additional name on the Spyro or on the Manhattan Transfer right. version because that would then be the lyricist. So Jay Beckenstein, he's the leader of Spyrogyra. He was one of the writers. The other two writers are uh, David Lasley and Ali Willis. Okay. So here's where it's kind of fun. Willis, Ali Willis, was born and grew up. In Detroit, Michigan, Ooh. where she went to Mumford High School, and says a mutual friend of her uh, introduced her to Verdine White, okay. Earth, Wind, and Fire, and in turn, then of course Maurice White, and in, she, so she started working with Earth, Wind, and Fire, and she wrote the lyrics for September. Oh my god! Yeah, as well as uh, she co-wrote Boogie Wonderland and In the Stone, a couple other hits uh, with them. She wrote um, New Neutron Dance. Wow. And she also wrote I'll Be There For You that the Rembrandts did for Friends. She so co-wrote I, that or wrote it? Well, she's one of the writers. Yeah, Interesting. So, so then I thought, wow, that's cool. So let's look up who this Lastly, this David Lastly guy is. Well, he was in a band called the Utopias. And he's credited as being one of the co-writers on Boz Skaggs' JoJo from oh Middleman. But when he was setting out with his band Utopias to make it big, he came to detroit to shop his music to the big radio stations around because we had one of the biggest well-known music critics in detroit at the time dave marsh who also wrote for rolling stone so both of those writers have detroit connections and i never would have known holy smokes yeah a lot there you didn't make the obvious connection though was that she co-wrote neutron dance yeah which was featured uh in beverly hills cop and Eddie Murphy wore the Mumford High School t-shirt in the movie. Playing a Detroit <laughs> cop. There it is. Oh, my That's God. Right. That's one of those things that just makes you say, ahoy polloi. 